You don't necessarily need to host a show. There are plenty of opportunities in terms of publicizing shows. If you're working in PR for a large company now or for a small company now, the opportunities that you have in promoting other people's podcasts for them as a paid service is particularly high. And then you've got things like guest bookers, you've got obviously podcast editors. And if you're working in sales and you've uh, been able to close a number of deals, then actually podcast advertising, again, is a tremendous place to be in. That was James Cridland speaking about several of the many opportunities he sees for those who get involved in the podcasting industry. In this case, for those who don't host a podcast. Podcasting and the opportunities it is and will create will be our focus on this episode, episode number 104 of Looking Forward, Opportunities for Job, Career, Business, and Investment Seekers. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Looking Forward, Opportunities for Job, Career, Business, and Investment Seekers. If that describes you, then this is the podcast for you. If you're a freelancer, a startup or small business, a well-established company, a nonprofit, or even someone thinking about a second or possibly a third career, this is for you too. You see, here in Looking Forward, we focus on global trends in the future, but most importantly, on the opportunities they're creating. Yes, we're all about opportunities here. Our guest experts will not only tell you about those opportunities, they will also give you some tips to help you take the first steps toward capitalizing on them. I'm your host, Jeff Ostroff. Hi, everyone. Today, we're going to speak about an industry that is out and out booming all over the world. In fact, you'll hear my guest elaborate on that during our conversation. In my conversation with our featured guest expert, you're also going to learn about such things as how the dynamic podcasting industry has evolved over the past couple of years or so, who's winning in the podcasting game, and how the industry might change through the rest of this decade. More importantly, you'll learn about the many opportunities our guest believes the podcasting industry offers you, whether you're looking to be in front of the microphone or participating in the myriad other opportunities he suggests are out there. Yes, you don't have to be a ham to succeed in this industry. Finally, in true looking forward opportunities fashion, you'll also get some tips on what steps you can take to begin to capitalize on one or more of these opportunities. To share all this great information with us, we've brought on an outstanding guest expert in the podcasting industry. He's James Cridland. James Cridland is editor of Pod News, a daily podcast newsletter. He's a podcast host, too. James is also a radio futurologist, a writer, consultant, and public speaker on Radio's Future. He's worked in audio since 1989 as an award-winning copywriter, radio presenter, and internet strategist. James launched the world's first streaming radio smartphone app in March 2005 for the original Virgin Radio in London, launching daily podcasts earlier that year. In 2007, he joined the BBC, working on the BBC iPlayer for radio, achieving a dramatic increase in the service's audio quality. Among his many credits in podcasting and audio, 
James was an advisor to the podcast host platform Captivate, which was acquired by Global in 2021. You'll find more information about James Cridlin by visiting our website, www.jeff-ostroff.com. Well, hi, James. Welcome to Looking Forward Job, Career, Business, and Investment Opportunities. It's great to have you back on again. How are you today? Yeah, it's great to be back on again, Jeff. And yes, I'm good. I've had my morning coffee. Uh, Everything's good with the world. Now, we should remind everybody that James and I are 14 hours apart, or put another way, he's 14 hours ahead of me. And I think his brain power, by the way, certainly with regard to podcasting, is at least 14 (laughs) hours ahead of me. I'm looking at him now. Sorry, you can't see him. And he's got daylight coming in. And it's nightfall here in Pennsylvania, where I am. James, you are a distinguished alum and all-star. I've anointed you an all-star of the Looking Forward podcast. We've had you on before to talk about podcasting. I thought it was appropriate, since this is such a fast-moving industry, Mm. to bring you back because it's been a while. We've also had you on to talk about radio people. He's an expert on radio as well. He's a radio futurologist. Look that word up. See if you can find it. (laughs) Good luck. I wonder if you could share with our listeners, please, James, what changes you've seen in the industry over the past couple of years or so. In many industries, yeah, there's changes. COVID brought in changes, but I don't think there are many industries that are seeing so many changes. Yeah, I mean, there's been an awful lot of changes. And I think certainly in the last couple of years, you know, obviously the pandemic has meant that there's been a bunch of people who've jumped into podcasting because it's something that you can do from your house if you can't go out. But there's been other changes as well. I think for me, the biggest changes have been big companies jumping into the space and thinking that there's something there that they want to focus on. Facebook being a good example of that, who jumped into podcasting about a year or so ago, did a relatively lackluster job of being in the podcasting space. You could have a podcast player within the Facebook app, and they only launched it in the US. It only launched for a bit, and then they sort of gave up, and they lost interest, and they've turned it all off again. And it's interesting seeing large companies jumping into the space and not necessarily making a massive change. Another example of that is Amazon Music, which jumped into podcasting again very, very loudly a couple of years ago. They've just celebrated their second anniversary of being in podcasting. Now, the number three podcast app in Japan, but if you look everywhere else, not so big. It's probably somewhere in the region of 12th or 13th in the market share list at the moment. And you would have thought that Amazon would have been able to push that an awful lot. The one that most people are getting very excited about right now, of course, is YouTube. And YouTube is saying that they're getting into podcasting. There's a brand new podcast front page. If you're one of the chosen few in the US who can see it already at youtube.com slash podcasts. And lots of podcast consultants telling you that um, YouTube is going to change the way that we do podcasting forever. And that it's a massive change and everything else. But those are the same podcast consultants who are saying that Facebook would make an amazing change and Amazon would make an amazing change. So who to listen to is always the question, I suppose. Yes. I know that when you were on last time, there may have been 4 million supposed podcasts out there. Now I'm hearing 4.5 million 
And I say supposed because of what I'm going to ask you next, James. But the key here is what you're always on top of. How many podcasts are really active podcasts? You talked about Facebook. You talked about Amazon Music. Mm. And these companies get into it. Individuals get into it. They get in for different reasons. Some as distributors, some as creators and so forth. Talk a little bit about the barriers to entry and the realities of what it really is like out there in terms of how many Mm. people are really doing this stuff. Well, if you talk to uh, Spotify, they will tell you that there's 5.4 million podcasts out there, or at least available in the Spotify app. So part of this is, what's the definition of a podcast? And let's not get too hung up on that. But (laughs) some people get uh, very, very argumentative about what the definition of a podcast is. Depending on who you talk to, it's either audio delivered using an enclosure in an RSS tag, which is a very, very technical conversation, or it's um, a piece of on-demand audio, which is available for you just like a radio show. And uh, I normally go with uh, that as an example of what a podcast is. But there's an awful lot of books out there. There's an awful lot of TV shows out there. And one way of looking at the size of podcasting is to basically work out, okay, how many people are likely to be promoting podcasts right now? Because that's where your real competition is. Your real competition is other people doing podcasts and promoting them. And you clearly want to get your share in podcast consumption. And so... Having a look at that, probably the best way of answering that is how many shows are there out there which have had at least 10 episodes and have published in the last 10 days? So at least 10 episodes published in the last 10 days. I tell you what, it's not 5.3 or 5.4 million. It's just 155,000. It's a very small number in comparison. So that's really what your competition is. If you're there doing a podcast every single week, if you're there promoting the fact that you have a podcast and everything else, your competition is that other 155,000 people out there. And in fact, your competition is even lower than that because quite a lot of those are automated podcasts from, for example, churches where when they're producing their sermon every week, that's an automated thing. It goes onto a podcast and everything else. They're not necessarily out there promoting that. And that's a very specific market for people who want to listen to the sermons from their local pastor. So once you get rid of those, then the figure is even smaller in terms of the actual competition that you have out there. I think that's very exciting, actually, because I think it shows that for all of the large numbers that we see thrown around by people like uh, Spotify. Actually, the real opportunity there is that there's a very small amount of shows which are actually out there getting promoted, getting people, you know, tuning into it and are, in inverted commas, active. And I think anybody that wants to get into this space can see that all of a sudden makes it a far more interesting thing to get into, whether that's to promote your business, whether that's to promote your career, or whether that's to throw a little bit of money in and see if if, if that actually sticks. Great information. Couple of quick follow-up questions, James. Who is winning in the podcast game? And how do you, and maybe it's not just you, Mm. I don't know if there's an objective answer to this, how does one define a successful podcast? 
Well, defining a successful podcast is interesting. I was talking to somebody yesterday about their podcast and they were getting very excited about it. And I said, what is your definition of success? And his definition of success wasn't selling lots of advertising and monetizing the podcast and all of that kind of stuff. His definition of success is, will more people know of me and my company? And will more people end up either investing in my company or actually, you know, um, just becoming a customer? And actually, success to different people is very different. I have a daily podcast, which is called Pod News, which you can find on your smart speaker or in your favorite podcast app, or even in Spotify. And uh, one of the things that I do in that podcast is that I'm trying to get people to subscribe to my newsletter. That's the point of the podcast. It isn't there to monetize. It hasn't monetized itself, certainly for the last year and a half. Maybe we'll make some changes for the next financial year. But, you know, I'm perfectly happy about the fact that that has around 100,000 downloads every month, and it is pushing more people to subscribe to the newsletter that it is the podcast for. And that, to me, is a success story. So I think, you know, really, success is different for different people. If you were asking who's making the most money out of podcasting, well, probably Joe Rogan, but probably Spotify underneath all of that. And, you know, there are various different categories which are doing particularly well, true crime being one obvious one, but actually audio fiction, particularly for younger audiences, is doing tremendously well as well. I think there's a bunch of different parts of successful in terms of total downloads, but that may not be what you're always aiming at. Those are wonderful points. I really relate to the one where you talked about your own podcast and it's a platform to help you make people aware of you, enhance your credibility and get business Mm. off other services you have. And I thank you for sharing that. And I want people listening to hear what James had to say. We may get to this later on when we talk about opportunities. We shouldn't necessarily get caught up in trying to get a lot of downloads or to monetize the podcast. As I mentioned to people at the start of the program, James, you're in Australia. I'm in the United States. We're involved with podcasts Mm. these days, and so many other people around the world are now, too. Can you speak to the global aspects of podcasting? Has that changed much in the last couple of years? Are there more people from more different places getting involved or less? I think that there's a assumption made. I'm not saying that you have this assumption, Jeff, but I think that there are uh, some people in your country that make the assumption that we're the US, we know what we're doing, we're the the future of this stuff, blah, blah, blah. And actually, having a look around the world, there are amazing stories going on around the world in terms of podcasting and in terms of the growth of the industry. So if you were to look, for example, into Europe, there's a company which is headquartered in Denmark called Podimo. And that's been very focused for the last couple of years on subscription-based podcasts. So podcasts that you pay for, that has seen 5x growth over the last year in terms of uh, how that works. It's already in profit in some markets. It's um, going to get into profit in other markets, which is probably important for any company. But uh, they've done something that actually people in the US have found very difficult, which is to, instead of looking at advertising, focus on revenue generation through a subscription model as well. Of course, since we last spoke, both Apple and Spotify have also launched paid for subscription model too. But Podimo seems to be doing a really good job at that. But also, you know, having a look at places like France, which has been focusing very much on audio fiction. 
which has been seeing that really increase and seeing specific apps and specific companies starting up just to focus on that particular podcast area. But then uh, having a look at uh, Asia, I was at a, a podcast conference in Kuala Lumpur a couple of weeks ago and just seeing the tremendous growth that is going on there as well. There are more podcasts in other languages than there are in English, more podcast launches over the last couple of years. So podcasting is growing much faster in other countries, particularly in places like India, but also places like uh, Indonesia and Malaysia and those sorts of uh, areas as well. So again, tremendous growth there coming from a slow start, of course, but I think that we're seeing more growth in those particular markets as well. So Really interesting things going on around the world. And one of the things that I always try and do in the Pod News newsletter is to get as many stories from outside of the US, you know, as I possibly can. You can tell from my uh, aloof British accent that I am British. I live in Australia, but I've worked for companies in Canada and in the US and in Europe. So hopefully I've got a pretty good handle on what's going on outside of just North America. Excellent response. Very helpful. A few comments. I want everybody to know that I am a subscriber of Pod News and James is absolutely right. It's the best newsletter out there for podcasting and business as far as I'm concerned. And part of the reason for that is he talks about everything that's going on in the world and it sure isn't just happening in the United States. Looking forward is really about opportunities. That's our big focus, James. I want you to let everybody know when you look at the podcast industry, this big industry we're trying to get our arms around, but you've kind of given us a reality check about it. What opportunities do you think it offers to any of the following groups? Job and career seekers, entrepreneurs, freelancers, small businesses, or investors. And I'm singling them all out because they are our primary target audience here on Looking Forward. Hmm. Yeah, I think the podcast industry offers opportunities to all of them. For example, one of the ways that you can meet more people, and that's particularly important, both if you're a job seeker, but also, frankly, if you're a freelancer or indeed an entrepreneur, is to talk to different people. A podcast gives you that excuse to ring someone up and say, I'd really like, you know, I'm an admirer of what you do. I'd really like to have a chat on my podcast about it. That's a much easier conversation than I'm an admirer of what you do. I'd really like to take you out for a cup of coffee. That's just a bit weird, <laughs> particularly to a British person, uh, I'll tell you. So I think that, there's, uh, that there are opportunities there. But I also think that podcasting is very good at uh, helping raise your own personal brand. And I think one of the big changes that I've seen in the last uh, 30 years is that um, personal brands have never been more important. Actually understanding who this particular person is, not what company they work for and everything else, but who this particular person is, is a particularly important part of any sort of career progression or indeed a raise. So I think making sure that your own personal brand is large as possible and burnished as possible is, again, very easily done in terms of a podcast. And you will notice a lot of CEOs and very senior people in business now host their own podcast because actually they've got an eye on what might be in the future and they're there making sure that people know not just their own business, but also them as well. Clearly opportunities for small businesses. I mean, if you have a look at Trader Joe's, which I appreciate is not a small business, but 
what it's done particularly well is it's done a podcast which is really made for people who work at Trader Joe's stores, but it's a great listen even if you don't. American Airlines has done the same sort of thing as well, as indeed Uber did here in Queensland in Australia. They had a podcast for a number of years, which was a very clever idea. It was basically a podcast for their drivers. Where better to listen to a podcast than in the car, particularly if you're a taxi driver or a high car driver? Absolutely. And that particular podcast was literally just telling them about there's a big show coming up this weekend. It'll be on at these times. This is going to be the best time to catch people who are going to the show. Uh, this is where you ought to be, et cetera, et cetera. So that was a really clever idea, I thought, of uh, using a podcast as a mechanism to actually communicate to your team members, which I thought was a bright idea. I really hope you're enjoying this episode so far. If you are, can you please do me a small favor? Let some of your family members, friends, or others in your network know about it and about looking forward opportunities for job, career, business, and investment seekers. And hey, if you happen to like this podcast, my interviewing approach, or maybe even my voice, please consider checking out some of the many services my business provides. These include podcast hosting, creation, and consulting, voiceovers, professional interviewing, production of audio or video profiles to help you sell your business, promote your services, increase your customers, or raise funding, event hosting and meeting facilitation, and services to help you market to the large and growing seniors population. That's something I've actually written a book about. To learn more, please visit www.jeff-ostroff.com. You can also email me at jeff at jeff-ostroff.com. Now let's get back to this episode of Looking Forward, Opportunities for Job, Career, Business, and Investment Seekers. James, what about the group of people who maybe would be what I would call the back office types? They're not going to be on the air. Mm -hmm. They could be booking podcasts. They could be handling financial aspects of podcasting. There's some technical aspects, engineering aspects. That's one group. And the other one is going back to what you said about Podimo, yeah. which would be more of almost an investment opportunity. If you could speak a little bit to those two before we look into the future. Yeah, I'm probably not the right person to talk about investment opportunities, given that uh, any companies that I've invested in <laughs> very, very, very quickly go down to half of their <laughs> stock price. <laughs> So uh, EFTs are the future, I'll tell you. That much, that much I can tell you. So let's not go there. But there is a tremendous back office in terms of just the industry. You don't necessarily need to host a show. There are plenty of opportunities in terms of publicizing shows. If you're working in PR for a large company now or for a small company now, the opportunities that you have in promoting other people's podcasts for them as a paid service is particularly high. And then you've got things like guest bookers, you've got obviously podcast editors, the people that take my witterings and uh, manage to get rid of the ums and the errs and everything else. So there's a real opportunity there. Now that takes a little bit of training and that takes a little bit of understanding, but uh, there are training courses and things like that available out there and there's plenty of free material as well. And if you're working in sales, and you've uh, been able to close a number of deals, then actually podcast advertising, again, is a tremendous place to be in because there are so many podcasts out there who are all looking for 
monetization in some way, shape, or form. And also so many real opportunities in terms of how you sell advertising. It's not just a sponsorship credit anymore. You can do all kinds of interesting things with uh, automated ad buying, with automated uh, programmatic advertising, with selling ads for other people in other places and everything else. So I think that there's real great opportunity if you're wanting to make a career move to actually jump into the podcasting world. That's wonderful, James. And the sales one is certainly a big one. Mm. You've been on the show. You know, we're also about looking forward, looking into the future. Where do you see things going over the next, say, five to 10 years this decade, James, in podcasting? Well, I think, you know, the future of podcasting is, it could possibly go one of two ways. Either it could go the way that it's been at the moment, a level playing field where everybody can jump in, where nobody is really overall in charge. So you've got companies like Apple, Spotify, but also, you know, the smaller podcast apps like iHeart and Pocket Casts and, you know, and all of those. And I think that that's an exciting future for where we're going. But then there's the other side, which is maybe over the next five or 10 years, we will see large corporations beginning to control it all. And that might be Spotify, that might be YouTube, it might be a little bit of both of them, pulling podcasts behind the big green wall and uh, basically making it uh, very difficult for independent podcasters to get going in this particular industry. So. I hope it'll be the former. I hope that podcasting will continue to be open, but who knows, it may be a little bit more closed off in the future. What I think we will see, though, is we'll see more money going into the podcast industry, however it works, and certainly the advertising industry, the production industry, and everything else will certainly see that continuing to grow, and that by itself will be a good thing. What about the subscriber model that you mentioned earlier that Padmo is doing in Sweden. Is that something that could take off? Apple is pushing an awful lot of work into the subscription model from their point of view, maybe because this is how Apple can finally make some money out of podcasting. They've not actually made any money out of podcasting in the past, and maybe they see this as being the opportunity for them. So I think that there's certainly something there in terms of how subscriptions might work. But again, I think one of the exciting things about where the future of podcasting is going is that we will see a mix of different ways of monetizing audio. And that way of monetizing might be a subscription model that we've not really had in terms of mass market until now. But uh, that is certainly coming, I think. Plus, of course, advertising and whether that's um, standard advertising that is host-read or whether that's programmatic advertising. So that's advertising which is a little bit more advertised based on where you are and what sort of show that this is. That sort of advertising will be there as well. And of course, you know, you've also got new models. Adam Curry, the inventor of podcasting, is playing with a model that he calls value for value, which is asking your audience for cash or in this particular case, sort of weird internet tokens that are made out of fractions of bitcoins, that's actually working very well for some podcasters. And I think the exciting thing about this particular industry is that we're not seeing just one business model moving forward. We're seeing a number of different business models as it continues. Excellent. Two more questions about the future before we give our listeners some tips on how they might capitalize on the opportunities in podcasting. Audio versus video podcasting. Where are things now with that? Where do you see them going? And the other one is 
the global nature of podcasting? Will we find more podcasts that emanate in one country, say, for example, the United States, and end up being translated into another language, whether it's from the United States or going to the United States or any other country? Yes, audio and video is really interesting. A lot of the of the current talk in the podcast industry is, you know, should a podcast include video? Should a podcast include video so that you can put your podcast onto YouTube, for example? And there's a lot of discussion in podcast industry about that. Now, what I would possibly say about that is that a podcast, my definition, is actually something which is audio first, something that focuses on the audio as the main thing. You may have a video accompaniment to that. You may not, but the audio is the most important thing. And it's podcasting's unique selling proposition, if you like, that it is there for your ears when your eyes are busy. That's what podcasting can actually do. I like that. From my point of view, I kind of think that video, yes, it might be handy for certain shows, but for most shows, it's probably not that useful. And we shouldn't necessarily be driven by whatever the YouTube algorithm is going to be, because I think that way lies danger and trouble. And the other thing I would say is audio fiction. If you turn audio fiction and you put a video component to audio fiction, then hey, presto, you've made a movie and they are not cheap to do. (laughs) Again, fine for a Talking Heads interview show, not so fine for audio fiction or for a narrative podcast. So I would probably caution against that a little bit. In terms of translations and in terms of podcasts going to other specific countries, there's been a lot of movement in that recently. So Spotify had great success with their Batman podcast that came out a couple of months ago, the first podcast to depose Joe Rogan from the number one slot in the Spotify chart for a little bit. That, I think, launched in five different countries and five different languages simultaneously. But the real opportunity, I think, in terms of that particular podcast and, you know, translations in general, isn't necessarily just to translate a podcast, but it's to put it into the right culture for other countries. So Wondery, for example, has a business podcast called Business Wars that they have been running for a long time. And it's, you know, different businesses, you know, Coke versus Pepsi, that sort of thing. That was one of their series. And they've sold that format to other people so that in the Middle East, it was two Arabic countries, one against another. In Japan, it was Nintendo versus Sega, I think. So again, you can see and, you know, translated into Japanese and everything else. I think there is a tendency for people to assume that all you need is a translation. And actually, I'm not sure that translations are the only thing. I think you also need, as somebody that has moved from one country to another, I think that you also need to help people with translating some of the cultural norms and some of the references over from one particular country to another. Duolipa, for example, has a podcast which is available in the US and which has been translated into uh, Spanish for the Latin American market. And again, there's some really interesting work which is actually going on in there too. So yeah, a great opportunity, I think. Good to know. Speaking of opportunities, what are a few tips, James, that you can give our listeners on how they can capitalize on what's going on and what, as you've outlined, will continue to go on in some fashion in the podcasting industry. And again, we're talking about a whole landscape of different kinds of people, 
some coming at this entrepreneurially, some mm. being on the air, some not wanting to be on the air, but they can do other ancillary things, investors. What are some steps you think people need to take? I mean, I think that the first step is to know the business. If you're interested in beginning to work in this business or interested in beginning to invest in it or anything else, then actually knowing the business is a good start. So, I mean, obviously reading Pod News every day, it's free. Podnews.net <laughs> yeah. uh, is a good plan. But also listening to podcasts, you would be really surprised how many people have announced that they are going to launch a podcast and start recording a podcast without actually listening to any beforehand. And that seems to me to be a bit of a missed opportunity. So I think being able to immerse yourself and understand what podcasts are, understand what works for you, what doesn't work for you is a really important thing and understand a little bit more about the industry. You know, that's an important thing. There's a podcast newsletter called Sounds Profitable, which is a, a weekly newsletter, which is all about ad technology and uh, how advertising works in that in, in this particular area. There's a, a new newsletter out there, which is all about audio fiction called The End, which is at theend.fyi. And, and, you know, a bunch of these things so you can really deep dive down. And also then that will help you see all of the ancillary services that exist around podcasting, whether that's companies who are doing some interesting things around uh, translation or editing software or audio equipment or any of the rather more focused jobs in production, whether that's guest booking, whether that's being an actual producer or all of that kind of uh, stuff. And actually, you know, there's an interesting website and uh, piece of work out there called the Podcast Taxonomy. Yeah. And the Podcast Taxonomy is essentially a piece of work which is to help people understand what the job definitions that we have out there actually mean. So what is a producer? What is an executive producer? What's the difference between those two? What's an assistant producer and how does that differ? But what are all of the other jobs in podcasting as well? And even from a translator or from a just a transcriber, there are an awful lot of opportunities. I think there are in this particular world. Yeah. Great advice. I just want to add something to what you said. That's a little bit of a twist on it. You mentioned about people who get in a podcast thing and they've never listened to a podcast. I'm amazed at people who will contact me or their agents will contact me and have Harry be on the show or Susie want to be on the show. Mm. They never listen to my podcast. They don't have any clue about what it's about. Yeah, you know, there are just a lot of these organizations which are there focused on connecting podcasts with guests and some of those don't do a fantastic job. Yes. Now we want to give people a chance to learn how they can find out more about you, about Pod News, your four-minute podcast, and whatever else you'd like to share with them. <laughs> Please do that. Well, I mean, just uh, typing in Pod News into your search engine of choice should probably work. But there's a daily newsletter, which is free, which anybody can get, podnews.net. I should also mention, since we're all about opportunities, careers and stuff, it does include, there's a jobs board, which I've run for the last couple of years, which has loads of jobs in podcasting. And that promotes those particular jobs every single day. There's also events as well. And one of the things that podcasting is particularly good at, because it's a relatively a lonely business being involved in podcasting because you can do it from your house. You don't need to speak to any other human beings at all. So one of the things that podcasting does very well is uh, virtual events and meetups and stuff like that. And again, 
Pod News has details of those every single day that you can take part in. And many of those are free, some of those aren't, but um, well worth having a peek at that. So podnews.net is where to get that. There's a podcast version, which is fine, although the podcast's good, the newsletter's better, but you'll find the podcast available in your podcast app. And I do do a longer podcast, which is a every week. It's uh, got interviews in there and uh, a lot more deep dive into the podcast industry, which I uh, co-present with uh, my friend Sam Sethi. That's called Podland. And you'll find Podland again in your favorite podcast app. Wonderful. And I just want to underscore something you said. There are a lot of opportunities in James's Pod News newsletter and people... Most of those jobs are not for people who would be on the air. They're for producers Mm. and marketing people and all that stuff. So that's where I see a lot of those jobs and opportunities. James, it has been wonderful to again have you on. You have your fingers on the pulse of podcasting. And it's such a dynamic and exciting industry. And we love to be able to call on you to find out what's happening with it whenever we can. So thanks again for being our guest on Looking Forward. It's a great pleasure. And uh, thank you very much for asking me. Thank you. Thanks for listening to this episode of Looking Forward, Opportunities for Job, Career, Business, and Investment Seekers. I hope you've enjoyed it and will benefit from it. And if you did like it, please share this episode with anyone you know who you think might also find it of value. And if you have any comments or questions about Looking Forward or any suggestions for future topics or guest experts, you can reach me at the website www.jeff-ostroff.com or through my email address, jeff at jeff-ostroff.com. Thanks.